In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've come to the last session in Who Do You Say That I Am? Who Do We Say That We Are as Followers of Jesus? Um, as we've been looking through John's Gospel. And we're switching to the final chapter of John, the 21st chapter. And as we talked about last week in the class, um, in many ways, this this chapter is sort of an add-on, an, almost an extended cut, um, as it were. It may have been added a little bit later. It certainly was added as sort of an epilogue to the gospel, which ends in verse 30 of the the chapter previous in chapter 20. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So pretty much sums everything up, right? And then we have this next chapter, which um, sort of, as we talked about in the class last week, might be like when a movie ends and then you watch some of the credits roll and then there's like a little clip and an extra clip that enhances or adds to the story and um that's that's probably about appropriate for this um there's sort of the restoration of peter as a disciple and um the image of jesus cooking the fish and the disciples who are out um being um receiving that fish and eating with Jesus, leaving the boat. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's a great for us as we've been going through this, because in reality, this is, this is um, our, our talk today. And who do we say that Jesus is? And who do we say that we are? Is Jesus is a commissioner of disciples. Jesus is the sender. Jesus is the one who empowers us and who commands us to utilize the authority that's been given to us by God um, in receiving the power of the Holy Spirit to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them um, the commandments and teaching them the things that Jesus has taught us. And so this is... Um, exactly what Jesus is doing here when he comes to Peter and he tells Peter, um, you know, Simon, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Simon, do you love me? Feed my lamb. Simon, do you love me? Tend my sheep, right? Um, this is, this is an, an invitation for Jesus to send in, in one way to undo those three denials that Peter had, Peter confesses Jesus three times. Um, but in other ways, this is this is a more um, enhanced and elaborate uh, declaration of Jesus sending his disciples more so than when he just breathed on them and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Um, in the chapter before, Jesus Jesus does uh, give us his Spirit. Jesus does empower us, Jesus does command us, and Jesus commissions us to go. And so this passage, this week, um, more so than looking at who do we say that Jesus is, because we sort of ended last week 
with Jesus as God, right? And so my Lord and my God, that's sort of the culmination of everything. Jesus is the one worthy of worship and adoration. Jesus is the one who is God incarnate. Uh, the word made flesh come to be um, the savior of the world, to bring forth the kingdom of God to us, um, to bring forth his spirit to us, to make us children, that all who believe in him and call upon his name, he gives the power to become children of God. And, and so this is what we have last week, right? In some ways, this is the climax um, and, and now here, for us, in case it wasn't clear, um, it's clear now. You're to go. You, as a disciple, we know who Jesus is. We've had all these words for who Jesus is. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the vine. Jesus is God. God. So who do we say that we are as followers of Jesus? Because Jesus also is the commissioner of disciples. And so will we take up that call, that charge to go, to proclaim, to baptize, to teach, to be an example to be a living witness and a light of the spirit in the world. Because this is, uh, we skipped a whole lot, not a whole lot, but we skipped a couple chapters um, as, as we went through this, right? We went from John 14, I am the way, the truth, and life, to John 15, I am the vine, to John 18, where Jesus King, sort of missing 16 and 17, and a lot of the parts in there were these final words to Jesus to say, I have to go, but it's good that I go because I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and you'll do greater things even than I am doing, right? I've done great things. You think these things that I've done are great? you'll do even greater things than these because you'll have the Holy Spirit. And that's a powerful reality, right? I mean, it's one that we don't really take hold of. We sort of think that it's just um, hyperbole of Jesus. You'll do greater things even than these. Um, and so we say, okay, Jesus, you know, but the disciples, I think, they really embrace that, right? Um, Peter and John, as they're walking to the temple, very early on, the book of Acts, and the beggar is sitting there, you know, begging for, for money. Um, Peter says, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. And the man begins to walk. He's healed. He's healed in the same way that Jesus heals people. And um, it isn't just these great things, right? Peter gives a sermon in the temple on Pentecost, and 3,000 people come to believe in Jesus. Um, 
And it continues from there, right? Greater things than these will you do because you have the Holy Spirit. And this is the power of the church. This is the power of, of our faith, of our witness. And Jesus has commissioned us, commissioned you, commissioned me, to proclaim, to live, to be um, that witness, um, to receive that spirit and to go, which is promised in, in John 16. And, and then John 17 is a prayer where basically um, Jesus prays for protection for us against the world and prays for unity in the church and unity in believers that we might carry out and carry on um, in in a positive light, right? The the work that Jesus has begun, because it's just beginning. The kingdom of God is established, but but the message needs to be declared more and more. Um, it needs to be received more and more, and so. Um, who do we say that we are as, as ones who are commissioned by Jesus to go? Um, I pray that we're sent, right? And sent doesn't mean we have to go to um, a third world nation or um, even into the inner cities or to some um, scary place in your mind where you think that that you don't want to go oftentimes we think that when god sends us god thinks of the place that we least want to go and that's where god's gonna gonna send us to sort of i don't know punish us or he just thinks he's funny like this is not god right this is a god who sends his son to us to to be the savior of the world this is a god who's left uh, his throne to be born man in order to bring humanity a new life, a new grace, a new hope, and to be children of God and calls us to go uh, in his power. And so why would God want to then just immediately go, okay, you're going to the place you definitely don't want to go. It's sort of like, it's sort of like a parent who just pours out love onto a child and says, you know, where would you like to go? They're like, I'd like, I want to go to Six Flags. I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I want to go to this. Yeah, why don't you get into the cupboard, right? I think maybe we'll just put you in the cupboard for the day instead. You know, I mean, you're not going to do that. If you're not going to do that, how much is God not going to do that? God certainly calls some to mission work overseas, but God calls all of us to go. To go to our family, to go to our neighbors, to go to our enemies, to go to wherever we are as a living witness, not always having to evangelize with a bullhorn on the side of the road. Probably never to evangelize with a bullhorn on the side of the road. Instead, you're to go as a living witness, 
as living sacrifice, embracing the spirit of God that's within you and, and going, going to be present, to share that love, that grace, that joy, that promise, that hope that you have, that you've been given because Jesus is God and you know it, right? This is, this is the reality, the hope, the joy. And so how will you go? I mean, that's really, that's really, who do we say that we are, if we're followers of Jesus, how do we go? Where do we go? Where do we feel God calling us to be, to go? And how, right? I mean, we all have a variety of gifts. How do we use those gifts? Not everybody is called to go and preach. Not everybody is called to go and heal, but God fills you with a, with a powerful spirit. Can you go and pray? Or can you pray where you are? Can you, you know, be hospitable, merciful, charitable, generous, loving? You know, how do you embrace that reality that you are a disciple and how are you sent? A lot of this, these talks um, have been, who is Jesus and how do we respond to who Jesus is? Jesus is the healer. So how do we respond to that healing? Jesus is the vine. So how do we attach ourselves to the vine that we might have life? Jesus is the door or the gate, the good shepherd. How do we pass through him? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How do we live fully into that promise? And by that, as disciples, Jesus is the commissioner of disciples and that we're called to go. So this is one of those times where because of who Jesus is and because of who we are in Jesus, it isn't about being attached more to Jesus or drawing more from Jesus. It's taking all those things that we've learned about, everything leading up to the climax of Jesus, my Lord and my God, and taking all of that along with the Spirit of God that fills us now that Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to us, right? Um, taking all of that and going and being a witness of love and truth and peace, of declaring the power and glory and grace of God that you are a child of God not because of anything you've done well not because you're so smart or you've checked all the boxes or you meet all the criteria but because God loves you and if you believe that God loves you, then you can 
begin to embrace that reality in Romans it's you know it's pretty simple right if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead you'll be saved like that's it there's not like a whole big other other catechism that you have to take you don't have to have the books of the Bible memorized in order. You don't have to know all the prophets. You don't have to have all the answers of everything. You don't have to know all the theology. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, that's it, right? That Jesus is God. If you can cry out like Thomas did, my Lord and my God, that's the end, right? And so therefore, we, like Peter, in today's gospel in John 21, receive our commissioning to go. Feed the sheep, tend the sheep, feed the flock. Right? This is what we're called to do. This is how we live. Feeding, tending, proclaiming, healing praying, giving, loving. How will you do it? How will you do it? I pray that um, these have been helpful and has given you some thought as to who Jesus is and who you might be as a disciple of Jesus. So now let me pray for you before we go. Gracious Lord, we pray for these, your servants. Fill them, O Lord, with the power of your love and your strength. May they embrace the spirit that you give them. May they go where you send them. May they listen, receive, and dare to be commissioned by you as a disciple this day and every day. Amen.